guys hello welcome back we are back at it again back at it again season two episode two and we are right in the middle of Christmas. Everything is going great. We've missed you guys. It has been a little while, or I don't think it's not a noticeable absence. It's not a hiatus, but maybe a sort of like extended holiday break as well. I think the only reason I'm going to say it was noticeable, Alice, because I know that I missed us. So, guys, I would say it's possible that maybe you missed us too. So, well, actually, speaking, sorry to cut across you so much, but like just to pick up on that, I've actually got a good few I was about to say like thousands but obviously not thousands but I have got a good few messages off everyone that were involved in their Spotify wrapped and like that actually is so cute I've gotten literally at least like 20 people texting me being like oh my god you're my top podcast of the year and I'm like it's been a pleasure spending this year with you guys and we love you guys I hope you love us too and you know that is so sweet I know that we were in my Spotify wrapped so that has to say something yes me too (laughs) self-promotion really is the only the only way to go but no we really appreciate it and it's really it's cute yes so guys thank you for listening to any and all episodes like we just started this off as just like a fun little creative outlet but we've really enjoyed the journey and for if you have been on any of the journey with us thank you it's lovely to have you here with us it really is and i think especially now for everyone that's listening abroad you know this is going to be a cute little christmasy episode and hopefully it brings you a little bit of like home wherever you listen to and yeah just keep on listening and like let your friends know like you know, like let them know that we're great and that you like us and post that story on your instagram absolutely um like we should be doing but we, look we will learn from what we are preaching isn't that all that matters guys mm-hmm. because yes mm-hmm. it has been a little while since we were back and i know i said in the last episode i got a little overzealous and i was like okay see you next week and thankfully alex was like um or maybe not so we all know <laughs> it has not been next week it has been a couple of weeks after but you guys you know things crop up like stuff happens but what matters is we're back we're enthusiastic we have a great episode planned don't we al Mm, I think this episode is really has the potential to be great. I think so. So let's just dive on in. Right. So we're going to start this episode off with the Grammy nominations. And it kind of feels like we've come full circle because our very first episode was Conservative Grammys. And now, you know, we're here and we've really gone through it all. But they're out. the ceremony itself obviously isn't until next year. Um, January 26th, I think, is the date. But, you know, we're going to dissect our top five categories, basically, and see who we're shocked about, who we're happy about, who we think might win, and just go from there. So, Laura, if you want to start us off. Okay, fab. I love that. Also, completely didn't recognize the fact that it was, like, a full circle moment. Love that for us. Very cute. Mm. So, I think it's only natural for us to start with record of the year. Yes, that would seem... Okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, the ones that have been um, nominated for next year are Hey Ma by... Bonnie Bear and um, might be Hey Ma I know Ma is more of an Irish terminology here but like let's just go for it and then let's move, let's past, move past, it. past it quickly and then we've got Bad Guy by Billie Eilish Seven Rings by our queen Ariana Grande Hard Place by her Talk by Alex's favourite Khalid <laughs> I actually did not realise he was on this list until he just read his name I am in shock our culture is over right okay stop we're continuing Old Town Road Little Nas featuring Billy Ray Cyrus Christ Truth Hurts Lizzo and then Sunflower Post Malone and Sway Lee so Al do you want to um, do you want to give some feedback there who who are who are you feeling <laughs> who am I feeling okay so look obviously we're happy for Billy we're happy for Ari we're happy for her we're happy for Lizzo and we're happy for Posty the others I'm like okay Old Town Road look I think what we're seeing now from the Grammys is a slight turn away from, 
you know, they've come under heavy criticism over the last maybe five, six years for being a little bit, what's the word? Not, they don't really seem to be, they don't have their finger on the pulse. And so they're awarding people and albums that maybe the general public and most people aren't listening to. And that's okay. But I think people were starting to turn on them just because the whole Beyonce thing happened where, you know, this big, huge cultural moment happened and yet the Grammys kind of ignored it. I think what we're seeing now is they're way more willing to acknowledge a kind of pop cultural moment. So that's why you see something like All Town Road is nominated this year. I would almost guarantee that six years ago, that song would not be nominated. So we're seeing a slightly different take on it. I think in this category, anyway, they've hit a lot of bases. You have the kind of indie scene with Bon Iver. You've got Billy and Ari. You've got kind of all the bases covered. But yeah, do I think that Khalid's talk is one of the one, two, three, four, five, six, eight top songs of the year? Absolutely not. But I'm sure there are some people who think that is true. What I will say, you know, I'm going to soften the blow a little bit in that talk is Khalid's best song and it is a good song and I do enjoy it. But do I think it should be nominated? Probably not. Lizzo, I'm quite happy for. Posty, obviously, yes. Um, Ariana, you know, I know you're all dying for me to, to like, dying for me to like, just like give me my opinion about her. Look, Seven Rings is it anyone's favorite Ariana song? Only the locals. But are we happy she's nominated? Yes. Do we wish it was for a better song? Yes. Do I want her to win? Sure. So whatever happens there, we're happy. But yes, there are better songs in that album that could have been nominated, better singles that she's released that could have been nominated. But we are grateful for the appreciation and also for the acknowledgement that she had a good year. Yeah, to be honest, like Al, I kind of have to agree with pretty much everything you say. Now, obviously, we have different views on Khalid. I definitely enjoy his music more than you do and whatever and funny enough for me you're saying talk is his favorite is the best song that he has and for me it's not my favorite song I don't think it's his best song so it's kind of interesting like for instance I prefer better than talk and then but look such is life and such as I agree with the seven rings analysis does she have a better song on thank you next yes absolutely but look such is life I'm just delighted well first of all to see Lizzo there because we love Lizzo but I will say out of everyone on there, there's no one I'm mad at seeing there, to be honest, because like, they're all very good artists. I know who they all are. <laughs> I know the songs. So I'm not mad there. So I think we, will we move on to album of the year, maybe? I would say there is, I actually do not know all the songs. So for all I know, Bon Iver's Hey Ma, whatever we're supposed to, I'm also not sure in the pronunciation there. That could be the best song of all time, but I have not heard that. So I can't, um, judge it but all I would say is well actually who do you want to win then Laura pick one because um, actually Al, as we were saying that I realised I lied to you and to our wonderful listeners I actually don't know hey ma hey ma hey whoever um, Bonifair is shaking he's like oh I know he is so upset that is this thing on does not recognise the talent but anyway um, if I had to choose someone to win I want Lizzo to win to be honest okay and I think my lilac blood will come to the fore again and I would pick Ari, just regardless. I think that's fair. She is she is like your number one woman. Mm. She's your future wife. Like it would be very disloyal for you to choose anyone else. It will be disloyal and I'm everything but yeah. disloyal. Exactly. So that's good to know who we want to go. And look, two brilliant women out there creating some powerhouse songs. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with those choices. Gorge. So we will move on to album of the year then, I guess, if you want. I think so. Let's do it. So I can read out the nominees this time, but unfortunately I'm looking at the first one and it is again a Bon Iver version and I don't know whether that's I-I. 
Let's look. We're going to roll with listeners. We're running with II. If that's wrong, add us on our Twitter or whatever and let me know. I don't want to come across as ignorant. I really look every Bonavera fan out there. It's not that. It's just that would not fall into my realm of listening. And I can't listen to everything. And I also don't want to listen to everything. So that would be something that I just missed. I'm sure if it's great, it's great. I'm, you like what you like. But for me, I have not come across that. And I have no intention of listening to it, to be honest. But we'll move past it. II Bonavera. Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billy. Thank You Next by Ariana. I Used to Know Her by Her. Seven by Lil Nas X. Cause I Love You by Lizzo. And Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Yeah, so my initial reactions are, I don't know all the albums in terms of, I haven't listened to all of them. Out of the ones I have listened to, I'm happy to see them there. So obviously that's Billy, Ariana, Lizzo. Um, I would probably know the singles that her released from that album, but I don't know that album well. Mm-hmm. But again, like I, I've, I'm not mad at that because, well, I haven't listened to Little Nas X, so I don't know if I would be happy or unhappy with that as a nomination. But to be honest, and then also Vampire Weekend, I'd act, I'm actually quite happy with that too. They're very good. So for me, I'm, I'm not mad because you know sometimes when nominations are released and you're like, how did that end up there? I'm not mm. feeling that with this category. I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable here. Um, Lil Nas X would be the only one that I'd feel a little bit like, okay, I think it's called Seven because it's only seven tracks long. And then you get into this kind of discussion about what is complicit in, like what makes an album nowadays, you know what I mean? And I feel like maybe that is coming a little bit more um, fluid and more of a grey area. But that's the only thing I'd be a little bit like, okay, why is she there? You know what I mean? But, you know, good for him. And, you know, he's been a huge presence in music for the last year so i guess it's fair that he's recognized absolutely exactly like for that fact alone i'm pretty happy with that so i think let's see if there was an album there that i'd want like i'm not gonna lie it's gonna have to be ariana because i thought that that album was fantastic especially when you factor in how fast she made that album like i know that we already did our whole thank you next review at the start of the year so you all know our views on the album there but i just think how quickly she wrote everything, how quickly it was produced and just how much it blew up. I, I want Thank You Next to win. Oh, that's very cute. I think I actually, well, first of all, what I will say is that Ariana that album is my favourite Ariana album and we love it. And if it won, I would be ecstatic. But I actually think I would like Lana Del Rey to win. And I think she's earned it. That album is incredible. That album is everything and more that a Lana Del Rey album should be and if you're into Lana Del Rey it's almost perfect and I wouldn't call Thank You Next a perfect album despite my love of that woman I think that's fair you know but I would almost almost go as far to say that Norman Rockwell is actually a perfect album what I will say in relation to that because I haven't listened to it because um Lana, she's just not really, she's just not in my, um, she's not in my library. I won't lie, guys. Like, great woman, great, great um, singer and all. Just like, not my really my vibe. But looking at the producing credits, the songwriting credits and everything like that, like she was so heavily involved in her album and had very few other people involved. So for that reason alone as well, because like, I feel like it's not, then it's not diluted that I'd be happy with that. I think go on, Lana, why not? <laughs> go on, Lana. Go on, Lana interesting that um taylor swift is a nominated for album of the year i'm wondering is it something to do with like all of the poor 
all all of the nonsense poor Taylor has had to do with this year. I wonder are they trying to avoid some big harsh moment or something like that because it would be like a platform for her to be able to, you know, rehash everything that's happened with Scooter Braun and and her old record company and stuff like that. I wonder did they possibly think of that because that's what's jumping to my mind because I didn't notice the fact that it wasn't there. But now that you say it, for some reason, the first thing I could think of was like, oh, are they just trying to avoid another kind of like platform for controversy? Um, well, I, I see what you're saying, but she's then nominated for Pop Vocal Album. So it's a weird, maybe it's, if she was totally shown, I could maybe get on board with that. I think it's funny that something like that album, which I think is a good album, I think regardless of whether you vibe with Taylor or not, it's been a huge, huge release of the year. So it ticks that box and then it's good. So then it should take that box. And then this is when I think you start to look at like something like Lil Nas X being like, okay, that's a seven track EP in my head. Now maybe I'm being old fashioned, but it does it like album of the year. You know what I mean? Like, does it warrant that? And I'm starting to maybe think that it doesn't. I know for me, I don't think it doesn't, but it's just because I didn't gel with the whole album. And the albums that I have listened to in full that are nominated for album of the year, I think like I did gel with at least the majority of the album. And so I can see why they fit there. And I think that within the genre that they are in, that they are very highly regarded. So maybe it's that, maybe it's because there wasn't a huge hullabaloo around Taylor's album this year, because like, again, like it's kind of like standard Taylor. She's delivering the bops. She's, she's out there like, creating good pop music but it was just a good pop album but it wasn't a great album yeah well actually yes that is probably fair yeah so I think I think we've we've spent enough time on album of the year will we maybe talk about song of the year yeah and we can maybe rush through these a little bit more if you want to run down the nominees so that everyone's caught up exactly okay so breezing through song of the year let's see we have always remember us this way Lady Gaga bad guy Billie Eilish bring my flowers now Tanya Tucker hard place her Lover, Taylor Swift, Norman fucking Rockwell, Lana Del Rey, Someone You Loved, Lewis Capaldi, and then Truth Hurts with Lizzo. Have you anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know whether you were going to, you were going to okay. sound off. Okay. Um, no, you, and you just jump in with an opinion, being like, okay, so. And then just okay, jump into so, something. Yeah, we'll just ignore the silence. We can mm. edit that out. Okay. Well, again, here for me, I'm actually very happy with the nominees. Again, I'm familiar with most of them. To be honest, the only one I don't know is the Tanya Tucker. Tanya Tucker, I'm assuming it's probably a bit of a country vibe to it, only because her profile picture on Grammy.com is her with a blue cowboy hat on. So, you know, I'm going with that. I think if I'm picking one right now, I love Always Remember This Way. It's my favorite song off the album. I think it's moving, it's stunning, it's uplifting, it's gorgeous. But... I think I'm going to go for Taylor Swift Lover. I'm sorry to go back to form, but I just think she wrote it herself on a piano. And, you know, when you kind of run down through them, you know, she's the only one that's done that. And I think that song is great. So, yeah, I'm going with Taylor. Interesting. So I, too, have no problems with anything that has been popped on this list. I definitely don't know Bring My Flowers now. And... The others I would, I would, yeah. So Bring My Flowers Now, the only one I'm unfamiliar with as well. So I think this one's a bit hard for me because there's a couple of songs on here that I really, 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 really enjoy. Such as, let's say, Bad Guy, 
someone you loved truth hurts lover i kind of like it, it depends on my mood but the funny thing is like none of these for me i'm like oh this song is absolutely the song of the year i'm kind of like these are all good songs but i can't even look back on the year and think of what my song of the year would be so i'm a bit nonplussed i'm not gonna lie and i think out of the four that i named there um but then also lady gaga is also brilliant to be honest if anyone won from this list i'd be happy for them and i wouldn't be mad because none of them are jumping out at me as like they deserve this award more than anyone else yeah i also think you kind of touched upon something there that i think is actually important to pick up on in that if we were if you had to pick one song that in 50 years time that was the song that represented this year that's sometimes i've actually thought about when i answered my when i gave you my answer because i'm kind of thinking i'm looking at lizzo and as a song that defined and then you look at bad guy yeah i think look it's each their own i'm still gonna go with taylor because I think in 50 years time, people will still be playing that at weddings and dancing to it. And I would be happy to make that the song of 2019. And I think now that you've said that, for me, what I find quite interesting is that if I was to actually choose a song that I feel like really rounded off this year, I probably would choose Truth Hurts. Just because, now it could just be because the people that like I'm surrounded by, everyone went mad for the song. Because, you know, Lizzo is fantastic. It's a brilliant song. Any of the performances that I've seen at any of the award ceremonies have been fantastic. So... I think for me, it would probably be Truth Hurts. But look, we'll see. We'll see. We'll move straight on then to Best New Artist, which I think will be the last one. That, oh no, we'll do Best Pop, pop Solo Performance. Let's edit this out. Oh, let, let's do, um, we'll ignore Best New Artist. Let's do Best Pop Solo and let's do Best Pop Duo. Oh, but I kind of want to do Best New Artist because Maggie Rogers is there and you know I like Maggie I Rogers. I know, I love Maggie Rogers. I got to see her. Okay, we're going to have to make it six then because I want to talk about how Senorita is nominated, but how I want Sucker to get the award uh, we could just do all six yeah let's do six and we've just run really quickly through them then. yeah okay okay and then right okay i'll start the thing again sorry i'm just gonna say okay we'll move straight on okay and we'll move straight on then to best new artists and nominated in this category are black pumas billy eilish lil Nas x lizzo maggie rogers rosalia tank and the bangas and yola so what i always find really funny about this um, category is when they said best new artist is that so often the people that are nominated have been in the music industry for years and it's only that they're just getting recognition now so I find it as a title for a category it's a bit a bit of a mis- there's a misconception behind it because like for instance like Lizzo has been in the music scene for years it's just that she's become mainstream now in the last year we'll say and then same for Billy Billy has been on the scene for at least four years now and it's just and like Little Nas has been on the scene for maybe three years and like Maggie has been on the scene for at least two it's just I find it always quite funny as a concept but anyway sorry Al go for it no I would agree and I actually I think I think Breakthrough Artist is a much more apt name for a category like that I know the VMAs call it Best Breakthrough Act and I think that kind of is for me anyway a much more you know a breakthrough year like you said, these people are in this industry it didn't just happen this year it's been something that they've been working towards and maybe the title even kind of belittles that a little bit but we'll move past it I think if I'm picking anyone here I'm probably going for Billy. I haven't picked her yet and obviously she's been hugely um, one of my favourite artists so I'm happy for her to win that her first song of the Wait, year go back go back to when you I said really... Billy sorry your mic cut out and I don't know what we missed oh um I think I would probably go for Billy here. I haven't picked her for anything else. I think, you know, 
she's just become one of my favorite artists. But I haven't picked her for like song of the year, album of the year, stuff like that, because I just think she will have so many more Grammys to win. And, you know, I'm looking at someone like Maggie Rogers even here. I'm like, will she have more? Let's hope so. Um, She obviously can't go for this particular category again. But I think I'd still, with calling special attention to Maggie, for me, I love Maggie Rogers' album. But I think I'm going with Billy. I think I'd have to agree with you. And the reason I'm doing that as well is because what I like about it being best new artist is that it looks past just being a person's like musicianship. So say, for instance, Billy's creativity has kind of been off the scale for me this year in terms of like her music videos have been fantastic. Her promo has been great. I'm just I'm a big fan of everything she's created this year. And so I think as far as like artistry goes, she's just top of the list for me. So I'd have to agree. I think best new artist would have to be Billy. Gorgeous. Yeah, so I think I'll, I know that we said that we'd only talk about our top five, but let's do our top six categories, but we're just going to, we're going to breeze through them, guys. We promise we're actually going to breeze this time. Breezing. Breezing. So brace yourselves. Okay, so we're going to talk about the best pop solo performance. So we have Spirit, Beyonce, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana, Truth Hurts, Lizzo, You Need to Calm Down, Taylor Swift. Alex, breeze. Okay, well, breezing through it. First of all, interesting that Beyonce's Lion King album has been kind of shunned by the Grammys. Sorry, I know we're breezing, but I'm just going to let that in there. It's funny to see maybe another turn. That album slash, you know, soundtrack thing deserves a lot better because there's some great Beyonce songs on there. And if anyone hasn't listened to it, I would recommend it. Having said that, I'm going with Ariana again, Seven Rings. Interesting. Okay, I didn't expect that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't expect it. No, tell us all, tell us all. But breeze. Well, I just think she deserves it. it was number one for ages the video is iconic it still pops off think about it like yes she has better songs that we could be praising but we're not we're praising seven rings and pretty much every ariana song is better to me than most other things so yeah that's where i'm going with okay that. fab um i think ari is definitely a very strong contender i think for me and i'm surprised even at myself for saying this i'm gonna have to say you need to calm down taylor swift Oh, yeah! Who would have thunk it? I think because what I really, really, really liked about the song, because first of all, it was a grower for me. It was definitely not an instant liking of the song. I had to listen to it a few times. But what I really like is I love the message of the song and everything like that. So, so yeah, we have the whole Seven Rings argument in terms of like she, what I loved what Ari did was she just decided to kind of take on this new persona where she was just going to like drop things like as kind of people do in like the R&B and rap world they just kind of drop it when they want and it's kind of a big like fuck off attitude like I want this I'm like what you call it? I'm gonna splash whatever I want into this and no one's not gonna make a comment about it and that's not really done so much in the pop world so I like the fact that Ari kind of owned that but I feel the message that went into you need to calm down and then I loved the performance for it and I also just I love the video and everything I just it was a really great message and I thought it was fun and I thought it was I thought it did turn into a bop. So I'm happy with, to go with that for my choice. And I would be happy for Taylor to Absolutely. That. So I'll please bop, th- not bop through, but breeze through our last category. Okay, so our last category is best pop duo slash group performance. We have nominated Ariana Grande and Social House for Boyfriend, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Sunflower, Post Malone, Sway Lee, and Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Okay, so... I'm just going to have to jump right off because I'm sure everyone listening is going to be like, oh, well, Laura's obviously going to go for Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello. And guys, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. And, and I also would like to address this because this has become quite an issue recently where people think I've gone off Sean Mendes because he's in a relationship with Camila Cabello. That is not a thing. I have been fully, I have been 
I have been spreading that. Yes. That's been something that I've been spreading. You absolutely yeah. have. And it's completely yeah. slanderous because it is not true. Okay. I have my reasons. Okay. I won't go into... We'll do a whole episode, guys, on my reasons. Oh, look what you've made her do, guys. <laughs> She's threatening an entire Sean Mendes episode. Anyway, Laura, sorry. You can Look what you've you made me do. You don't want them to win. Look what you've made oh! me do. Anyway. Taylor's really coming up tops now. I know. But I'm going to have to, because for me, I feel it's obvious. It has to be Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. What a comeback. Tell me now. Tell me now that that was not an incredible boy band comeback song. Tell me, yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, sure. Look, he doesn't look okay, scared at we're all, breezing, guys, I swear. We're, we're breezing through it, so we'll let that lie. <laughs> Good for you. I think I'm going to go for Posty, Sunflower and Sally. That's what I'm going for. I think that's a nice choice because it is a nice song and it was a very good collab. But look, it, whoever whoever wins out of that list, again, I'm not going to be mad because I enjoyed all of the songs this year. You know, like none of them I would ever turn off. So I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Sucker though because that was, I mean, top trumps. Anyway, we have concluded our Grammy segment, I think, Al. I think so. We've definitely exhausted all we can. Fantastic. So let's move on swiftly and surely to something I'm super excited to talk about. Harry Styles. Yes, Harry Styles has been releasing new music. His album is coming out this month, i.e. December. And Loki, well, Laura, you know, I think you probably are more of a fan. I think that's fair to say. So I will let you jump off the deep end. Thank you, Al. I appreciate that. I am ready. I've got my floaties on. I am ready to tackle the deep end. So December 15th, guys, is when Fine Line is coming out, Harry Styles' second studio album. I am very, very excited because I very much enjoyed his first album, right? And so then when his first single came out from his wall, or the first release, we can say, Lights Up, I was very excited to see were we going to get like this other really big kind of like haunting ballad style of like Sign of the Times. But no, Al, you can really hear your breathing right now. Oh, sorry. It's, no, it's just really funny because you just hear... Oh, that's me kind of like, oh, sign of the <laughs> Anyway, continue. Okay, I'll go back. So then when Lights Up came out, I was like, oh, is this just going to be like another kind of sign of the times? Is he going to change his style? And he changed his style. And like, I loved his first album. It was a very kind of me album. And what I love is, so then Watermelon Sugar came out, the second song to be released from the album. And I had Alex listen to it. And Alex, please tell the people of your reaction. Well, look, I, I feel like maybe I'm mean, set up to, you know, almost like, no, it's great. It's really good. And look, full disclosure. Okay, Lord, not to like just totally undermine what we just said, but that first album is trash. I have no time for it. It's the type of music that I, look, Harry Styles is one of the few male pop vocalists of our day and age that has been graced with charisma. He has charisma and it just, it, he exudes it. He has the sex appeal. He's charismatic he's kind of like very like the gender fluid things really coming to the fore like he's very liberal he's fucking all these great things that we totally miss or at least i've missed from our male pop stars i mean bieber doesn't give you that ed sheeran let's not even speak of him do you know i mean like we're not getting that off any of them and harry has it that first album for me other than kiwi which i've also listened to upon laura's request which i will admit is very good as well but when I did listen to that album at the time, I was just void of all those things that makes Harry Styles so special. It's devoid of the things that made everyone pick him out from One Direction as the one that could go somewhere. And finally, 
and not well finally might be a bit harsh but i feel like now this is the type of music that he should have always been making and i'm so happy that he's found it and i'm happy that i like it i think i'm not mad at what you've said like it's not going to be something i think that will have us arguing which is fab because guys we you've known we've known alex and i we're not afraid to argue but we we, we, we sure as hell will but we're not going to in this case because to be honest i completely agree with you that he's kind of he's the male pop star that we have been wanting that we haven't been getting for me no i'm not going to compare the caliber of the two men that i'm about to you know announce i'm more just kind of saying so say for instance 20th century david bowie was like the male pop star that like everyone wanted yearned for him and freddie mercury like two iconic men harry is giving me that kind of vibe is what i'm going to say i'm not comparing talent not comparing songwriting not comparing anything i'm just kind of iconicism is where i'm going for with this i think that in time people will be able to look back on harry styles as this very iconic pop star from you know the early 20 the early 21st century and stuff like that and be able to say like oh yeah what he was doing is fantastic and it's because of what you said like he's a liberal he's charismatic he's androgynous like he's delivering on more than just that kind of typical like heterosex appeal that a lot of male pop stars do do and so i think that he's pushing boundaries and i love that for him however i think the fact that he's now coming out with a second album that is a different genre and it is a different sound and it is a different vibe from the first one it's showing his growth and i think you definitely needed the first album to be able to appreciate what we're going to get even more so like we're three songs in and i'm so excited for what is yet to come and the funny thing is, with the first three songs that were released from his last album, like, I was excited because I love his music, I love his voice, and I'm a fan. But I'm not excited to be like, oh my god, what's next on the album? I was just excited because it was new music from him. Now I'm excited to see what each song will be, what story it will tell. Like, how is he going to evolve more? Do you get me? I totally do. I would... Yeah, I feel like I'm a, I would allow and we're both on the same page. The only thing that I would say is that I probably have a little less excitement just because, yes, these first three songs have been great. I like all three of them to varying degrees, but I like all three of them. Um, my issue would be that they could be three singles and they could be surrounded by nine other tracks of fluff like the first album that I won't enjoy. So I'm not going to say I'm excited, but I am perched is the word i will use i am i'm watching harry styles and had he been releasing the same type of music i would not be coming i would not be looking for him at all but i am i'm watching and i'm seeing how it's going to play out and i think that's still like a good a good testament you know to be saying that like you know you're kind of interested to see where he's going um especially because like al you and i we have very similar music tastes but we also have very different music tastes so i'm kind of glad that we are aligned in this one even if i am you know higher on the excitement scale but still i'm glad that we are aligned and guys, if you haven't watched the music videos yet, actually highly recommend because I'm so pleased. 2019 for me anyway, has been a year where people have not only been delivering music, but they've been delivering concepts. And I've loved the music videos from so many artists this year. And Harry has delivered for me. Lights up video, brilliant. Adore you video, really sweet, really feel good, really goes with the message of the song. So if you haven't watched them, highly recommend you do. Yeah, and I think just, you know, for anyone listening who maybe oh, Harry Styles, I I would recommend everyone listen to these songs, and that's I wouldn't do that with very many artists at all. But I would really recommend that you just leave the baggage of first of all the One Direction thing, but also frankly that first album 
because I know when the first song came out, I listened to it once and I thought, that's okay. Let's see what the second song was. And then Watermelon Shogun comes out and I'm like, I was like, okay. I was like, yes, Harry Styles, this is what we're talking about. And that's what we've been looking for. And you can almost see the journey. And I would definitely, definitely recommend everyone listen to them and kind of form your own. Absolutely. And the one thing I will say as well that I liked is I think you can even see and Harry, that he can see the progression of his songs because he tweeted before Watermelon Sugar came out, before we even knew that it was a thing, he tweeted saying, Kiwi ran. No, Kiwi walked so that Watermelon Sugar could run because Kiwi was one of his most critically acclaimed songs from his last album. And when I first heard Watermelon Sugar, I was like, really? And I have to say, he was right. Watermelon Sugar runs. It's Prince and and I'm here for it. Okay, I think I've harped on enough now about Harry Styles and I think it's time for my segment to be over, Al, and for you to just tell us what this episode is really all about. Well, look, guys, it's December. It's the festive period. It's the most wonderful time of year. We're going to talk a little bit about Christmas music because I feel like this year specifically, we're being gifted some things here. We're, like, pun intended. We really are getting some great Christmas songs coming out. I think it's important that, because, like, look, we can only really talk about these. You can only really listen to these for a specific two months of the year, basically. And I think when someone releases a song like that, I think we, as per, like you know, surveyors of great pop music, deserve to bring them to attention. So, with it all, I will start off with Casey Musgraves, who had her own Christmas special that's available on Amazon Prime right now. It's cute. It's something that I think you could like I feel like anyone could watch it you don't need to be a Casey Musgraves fan or a country fan Dan Levy from Streets Creek is there so we love that and she has other James Corden is also in it but like let's just not like you know so there are other things it's kind of something for everybody so I definitely would recommend you listen to but she released an original song a new original song called Glittery which is obviously a Christmas song and it features Troy Sivan and it's great and I love when people release good Christmas songs because you kind of have I always feel like I've noticed now since I come back to Spotify I had a Christmas playlist in say 2013 and I stopped using Spotify for years I've come back to it now the last two and I would still use that same Christmas playlist so I feel like when someone releases a good Christmas song it's a kind of a song that you will be listening to I dare say for the rest of your life because it will literally every Christmas I will put on that same playlist and I will listen to it so that's the first song I want to call attention to. Laura, we have actually, you have heard I have song. heard this song and I just want to do a very quick preamble into this for everyone to understand. So Alex loves a Christmas pop song. He loves a Christmas pop song. I like I can't emphasize this enough. I, Alex and I first met, we worked, we used to work together. And so obviously we'd have a playlist in place that we used to work. And whenever, <laughs> I love this story. I always remember this about Alex. Whenever um, we closed you would have people on different floors and whatever, but there was like a whole like staircase thing in the center, whatever. Alex would be on the floor above me, closing up his area. And you would hear him singing the Katy Perry Christmas song that was out that year. This was like going back to, I'm thinking 2015, 2016. And I can still to this day hear Alex singing when every day is a holiday. And then any time at Christmas, when the Ariana song would come out, the her Christmas song, Alex, again, would like, he'd be in his element. So you guys need to understand that this is very important to Alex. So we have to give it its time. and We have to give it the energy. So yes, let's talk about Glitter and give it the time it deserves. It's a lovely song. It's it's, it's a cute. lovely song. I love Troy Sivan. So for me, I was super excited. Like, 
guys, not that you care, but like in my unwrap, my Spotify unwrapped, like Troy Sivan is one of my top artists. Big, big, big fan. He's fab. So the idea of the two of them together, I was like, oh, this will be nice. And it's such a sweet little song. Like it's a lovely, lovely, happy, clappy Christmas song and not in an annoying way. It's just a kind of like, oh, like I want that playing on Christmas Day. It's just really nice. It's really, really nice. And I think that's the thing about Christmas music is that it's the one time of year where I don't necessarily need the most for my people. I don't need it to go like absolutely crazy with like doing new things or crazy melodies. I sometimes just want a really nice, simple, cute, lovely song. And that is definitely what Glittery is. It's cute. It's lovely. It's inoffensive. It's definitely a Christmas song, but not overtly so. Other than the kind of the chorus, it kind of be played at any time of the year. Troy Sivan, look, I have a love-hate relationship with him. Let's not get into it, really. Do I think I would rather just a solo version? Yeah, kind of, to be honest. But that's just maybe a testament to how much I like Casey's voice. But to pick up on something that you've already mentioned, yes, we're obsessed with Every Day's a Holiday with Katy Perry, but Katy Perry has also graced us with a new Christmas song this year. Well, I'm going to go with this year. Actually, this song came out. It's called Cozy Little Christmas. It came out last year as an Amazon Prime music exclusive. And listeners, I kid you not, that's actually what happened. And for spite or for whatever reason, I actually have never listened to it because I didn't have Amazon Prime Music. I don't know a single person who does, but um, I had never heard it before. But she released a new video for it this week. And the song is incredible. And it's amazing. And it's, it's even funnier to think that this song has existed for a year, but I just never heard it until now. And I haven't felt like that about music in ages. I haven't had a song creep up on me that was released years ago that I was like, oh my God, that song is amazing. This was literally came out last year and I'd never heard it. I was living in a world devoid of Cozy Little Christmas. And all I would say is my world is so much brighter and twinklier and just tinsel everywhere thanks to that song. That song is exactly what a Christmas song is. I have be. to say, well, first of all, massive lol at the fact that Amazon Prime has a music section, but look, we'll get over that. It's just so funny to think that both Casey and Katie that their things are like both in like relation to Amazon Prime. It's gas. Anyway, but so Alex played it for me earlier in the week, guys, this Katy Perry song. It is amazing. And like, it's like, so good. The reason why I had to do a preamble to talk about like why Alex loves his pop Christmas songs is because like for me, like they're, they're not, they're not like top of my list, but this song, oh my God, it is so, so good. Katy knows how to write a Christmas song. It has to be said. She just gets it. And it's, oh, I love it so much. I've been listening to it on repeat. It's so happy. It's jolly. And she sounds incredible on it. The lyrics are great. And actually, the one thing that I really, really like about it is that even the the chorus, the line, the deliverance of the title of the track is kind of not what you would expect it to sound like. And her willingness to sort of be, I, I just think it's, it's amazing. And I really think anyone that likes Christmas music, or even if you don't, I would really recommend it because it's a great Katy Perry song and a song that I think everyone will enjoy. And it, it's very, it would be hard to dislike it, I think. I think what's funny is, I think it's very hard. No, it's very easy to forget the fact that Katy Perry actually writes really good pop music because especially the last few years, she's taken a break from releasing things. So obviously we were so used to, because let's say like Teenage Dream was her big pinnacle moment. Like it was. And you know, like it was kind of that era it's over we kind of haven't had a massive big pinnacle katie moment since and now like she you just you forget that she writes really good pop music and she does my only thing that i actually don't like about the song is there's lyrics where she's like oh like i can give up the cartier i can give up the chanel oh wait no can i not just keep that one chanel i'm kind of like 
I know that the idea is that she wants to give up all of these expensive things so that she can just spend her cozy little Christmas with the person she loves. But I'm also just kind of like, oh, just the affluence. It annoys me. I'm like, for God's sake. I'm like, I don't need to hear about you affording your Cartier and your Chanel when I can barely afford like a cup of tea on a Tuesday. But that's just me and my own financial woes, guys. Don't mind me. Um, Otherwise, it's a great little song. Like, it's just, it's fun. It's like, it is a song I can see myself lit. I will say, Casey's and Katie's they're two songs they're two the energy is very different like Mm -hmm. one you will definitely hear on the radio and that's Katy Perry's song but like Casey's is one like you would have playing in the house kind of like as you were like cooking your Christmas dinner and stuff like that and you just kind of wanted nice background music they're two very different energies but they're still two great songs two great songs two great songs and I would agree they do give you a certain different flavour what I will say Katie if you're listening which I know you are where the heck is every day is a holiday. Where is the full track? We've only ever gotten a 45 second clip and that song is one of the greatest songs of all time and we deserve it. We deserve it in its entirety and if you're listening, bestow that gift upon us. I'm hoping, I'm really, really, really thinking this might be the year we get that song in full. I'm thinking Christmas Eve is going to be like, kablam, maybe she'll release a surprise Christmas EP, I don't know, but I'm, I think there's something going to, I think there's something up and all I'm going to say is I'm ready. I've been ready for four years. I am ready to hear that song in full. Like, look, guys, we won't burst Alex's bubble and say anything more on the subject because it could be detrimental to my friendship with him. But, like, Al, you you just keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. I'm going to keep dreaming. I'm going to keep dreaming. And we're going to move on now because, guys, we have more Christmas music now because Taylor Swift has also released a new Christmas song today. And it is also very, very nice and very, very good and very wholesome and very much is going to be added to that Christmas playlist that, again, we will all be playing for the rest of our lives. It's cute. It's autobiographical because she was actually raised on a Christmas tree farm, which I didn't know about my good friend Taylor. But there we have it. And it's cute. Look, the first play, I was like, okay, it's fine. I don't know if I'm going to listen to this again, to be honest, Um, other than in a Christmas type of mood. But now I'm, I've listened to it since then and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's it's good. And I like it. It's a good song. That It's a song that, that there are certain Christmas songs that you listen to at Christmas, but that don't necessarily get repeated plays. And what I mean by that is if you put on a Christmas radio, say there'll be a couple of songs that just stand out. And the ones that we're calling attention to today are ones that stand out. So something like Cozy Little Christmas, I would listen to actively. I would find that song and play it. It's on the same level for me as something like Mariah, you know, where you would go and find that song to listen to it. Same with Ariana. You would go and find that Christmas song to listen to because it's a good song and you wouldn't just listen to it because it's Christmas. And the Taylor Swift song is very much a song that is good enough that, you know, we should be looking out for it and we should be playing it just casually because it is the season and you can only do it for a couple more weeks. So please play your Christmas music and spread some joy. Yes, guys, spread some joy. Spread that Christmas music. But... What I also want to talk about before we end our massive music discussion, because Al, we have loved the music today. We've really, like, we've honed in on the music category today. I think we need to talk about the fact that so many people released music on December 6th that it is actually comical. I I don't have enough digits on my hands to be able to count how many people released music today. It's been, yeah, it's been a crazy day. New Music Friday is lit and... It's been a little while. I actually don't remember a day like this. And I kind of feel like, yeah, look, has everything that everybody's released top tier? Is it stuff I'm going to listen to? No. But just the sheer number of big names releasing songs today is crazy. And 
I don't remember it ever happening before. To be I honest. know, especially because I'm thinking, I'm only even thinking in the pop genre at the moment. So let's say today alone, December sixth, Camila Cabello, Niall Horan, Halsey, um, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift. Um, there's definitely people I've forgotten, but like that alone, like massive figures in the pop world, and they've all Liam Payne released uh, an album. Did you say Niall Horan? I you said, said Niall Horan. Yeah, I have. So three mm. members of One Direction. Three members have released songs today. A little bit competitive, but I kind of lo- low-key love that, though. Um, I think Harry's winning, isn't he? Yeah, yeah naturally. He um, like, it goes Harry, then it goes Niall, and then it goes Liam. Liam can just sit down. And Liam is, yeah, Liam is way down, guys. Yeah. Like, let's not, I don't want to be even heard in the same sentence as Liam Payne. He is way down there. There is, we're not even discussing it. No, no more airtime for him. And no. there's definitely others that Touch. I have completely forgotten about. But the one thing that I was thinking about, and I said this to Alex, I was like, I wonder... Is there, have we now kind of relapsed a little bit? Have we gone back to that fight for the number one single at Christmas? Like the last number one single of the year? Because remember when that used to be huge and X Factor would always be vying to have the number one single at Christmas and they'd always make sure to have their finale at the start of December so that there'd be enough time for it to get there. I wonder, is that what's happening now? Like are people trying to make that a thing again? Well, I think... I don't know, maybe, definitely maybe. I think for me, Q4 is what us pop heads would call it, as in quarter four. It was always a really big time for music because before the golden age of streaming, so we're talking maybe like pre-2013, maybe, if we want to put a date on it, that was when you saw huge pushes in record sales. You have Thanksgiving in America, you have Black Friday and all these things, and then obviously you have the holidays. And, you know, music, especially at a time where you could buy people albums and people bought people discs, like physical discs or iTunes vouchers or gifted them on iTunes themselves. It was such a huge, huge, huge period for record sales. And I kind of feel like that's been lost recently. Like I remember, like you said about the Christmas, the X Factor Christmas number one, that was such a coveted spot. And maybe it's like a thing that the X Factor isn't as popular anymore, that the X Factor isn't as popular anymore. And now these people are actually starting to feel like that Christmas number one, which has been so valued over literally the last 60 years is now relevant, but not even relevant, but is now kind of achievable. You know, if you really release a good song, you could become Christmas number one. Whereas five years ago, if you released a good song, to be honest, the X Factor single was still going to go number one. And that was the cultural power that show had. And I kind of feel like now it doesn't possess that same pull. And maybe is it that, that like I couldn't tell you a single name of a single person on X Factor. I think it's over. I don't know. Whereas six years ago, whoa, like the X Factor was literally, I remember it was almost like Graham Norton. If you performed, if you were able to get a live slot on the X Factor in like 2008, 2009, your song would go at least top five. And it just happened every, and it was like, it, they were almost paying ITV to let them perform because it was almost going to give you a hit. But I think that's gone now. And now people are starting to think, well, I can release a song now, who cares? And if they get your Christmas number one, cool if not it's not a big deal but i definitely think we're seeing a, resur- a resurgence sorry i definitely think we are seeing a resurgence in the q4 and maybe yeah in turn a christmas number one kind of competition i think so so i i don't know al do we want to hedge our bets and kind of think what have a guess of what we think the like number one single and number one album at the end of the year will be for let's just say december we won't say the year but i'm more just curious as to, like what do we think is going to be at the top of the charts now in like three weeks time Oh, that's a good question, which we have not pre-planned, listeners. So I'm very much running off of my kind of... Okay, well, look, actually, while I'm thinking about it, Laura, you can have a little think about who you might think. I would just like to also say that much 
like I was alluding to earlier, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas with You is continuously doing great. And I'll just want to say, fair play to that woman. That song is like 20 years old and it's top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 in America, which if anyone is not unfamiliar with my kind of basis of what makes a hit, if you go top 20 on Billboard, you're a hit. And that song is still a hit. Every single year it comes back and it's at the top of the charts. And it's the same for in the UK. And that's the power of Christmas music. Sorry, I should have said that earlier, but this is what we're talking about. So these songs could be, we could be listening to them in 20 years time. And that's what we need to be making, that type of music, not trivial X Factor winner singles. And I hope we all do the right thing and pick a nice song that we want to be top. Now, having said that, I'm not overly familiar with what's in the top of the charts in the UK at this moment, but that's kind of where the Christmas number one competition is really at its fiercest. So, first of all, I would love to see Mariah Carey go number one. I don't know whether she's top ten. She usually goes top ten, but I, you know, it would be hard to go number one for her with a 20-year-old song, but I'd still love that. We would love Katie to do well, but that's not going to happen. I just hope whatever it is, is a nice song. And I hope it's not Dance Monkey, I Will Kill Myself. I hope it's not Lewis Capaldi, I Will Die. I hope, I hope it's not Ed Sheeran. I really hope it's not Ed Sheeran. So I would love Dua Lipa to go number one. I know it's not a Christmas song, but we love Dua Lipa. So Don't Start Now can happily be our number one. But other than that, if I had to pick one, a Christmas song that I want to be number one, I think... Because it's actually never been number one. I will go with All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Okay, interesting. Like, I can see why that would be your choice of number one because of your love of the pop Christmas song. Wouldn't be mine. But, okay. but that's okay. I'm Like, the funny thing is, I'm trying to think of what single would I actually want to be number one this Christmas. I'm like... Only because I'm surprised by how much I loved it. I don't think I'm not. I don't see it happening. I'd love Katie to go number one with that Christmas song. Like it's great. Cozy little Christmas is a lovely little Christmas song. It's great. I would love that. Topic. I'd love that. Otherwise, I'm trying to think of actually like what singles have been released now this month or like within the last couple of weeks that could go number one. Because I'm thinking of all the pop stars that who are like out there vying for number ones. Single, I think at the moment is harder because literally so much music just dropped. But I'm not going to lie. I want Harry to go number one with his album at the end of the month. Okay, we can agree with that, I think. Yeah. Yes, sure. I think I think it has a, it's a strong contender because the only three albums that I know that are out this month that would be big, at least in the pop world, are Liam Payne's, but ew. Uh, Camila Cabello's, but I don't think she has enough range. In terms of when I say range, I mean like audience to be able to, I would agree, to get yeah, there. I would and then also Harry, like the One Direction fandom is huge. It is fierce and it is, it's, it, it's scary. You don't, you don't mess with them. So I think that they will get him to number one because damn, are they like loyal to a fault? <laughs> to a fault, yes. And I think, yeah, I think it's harder for me to choose a single. So I think let's go with your hope of Mariah for number one and then let's go with my hope of harry for an album and i think that's i think that's pretty fair then al pretty fair i think so look we'll check in with you guys after but like yes to be honest you said katie and now i'm like actually i would love katie to get it but it's not gonna happen but in a dream world cozy little christmas is my christmas number one after mariah carey was number one like 20 years ago when she deserved to be but you know we'll move on so we're gonna quickly look guys it's been very music heavy very very music heavy and 
we all hope you've enjoyed it. We have one last segment that we want to quickly discuss. We're going to re revitalize our recommendation recommendation corner. corner. Recommendation corner. corner. Sorry, I was just saying to Laura that we should get a jingle, and anyone who is willing to, you know do us a jingle as in like give us the ideas for melodies or whatever you know send our way because we would be open to that and it would be cute to have something that was made by one of you guys in our show absolutely please feel free to slide on into the dms you know where to find us and of course we'll go over our socials then at the end when we're signing off but yeah feel free to have a little think on that for us um but yes al please let's go into recommendation corner so i know that we said that this has been very music heavy but i want to throw in a film into recommendation corner a film. A film. Oh, is this thing on? What is this world? I mean, are we on? Is it still on? What's happening? I know what's happening. We're talking about Knives Out. That's it, guys. We are talking about Knives Out. Ryan Johnson, Rian Johnson. Don't know how to say his name. It's spelled Rian. People are saying Ryan. I'm confused. However, Knives Out. A who done it? Brilliant cast. Huge big stars. My favourite who is involved is Jamie Lee Curtis. When she came on the screen, I yelped. I love her. You do not grow up watching Freaky Friday and not love Jamie Lee Curtis. But who done it? It's a very, very, very good film. It's like, God, what was it? Like maybe two hours in length and everything like that. And the whole time. Now, actually, sorry. Full disclosure, guys. I went into the film knowing who the bad guy was. Because of something I saw on Instagram. It was my own fault. I'm not going to ruin it for you because I think you really need to see this film. Um, but I knew who it was. But what I loved is that even though I knew who it was going to be while I was watching it, I still even doubted that because I was like, no, maybe I am wrong because it's so well written that you really do question so many of the turns in the film. And what's great is that it has really good comedy introduced into it. There's really good callbacks in the film to like stuff that's happened at the start that you completely forget about. And then it happens in the end and you're like, oh my God, yes, of course, that tiny little thing. Yes, of course, I remember that now. And there's just like these tiny little like micro actions that have been directed in that are so good that just really add to the story. And yeah, I love Knives Out. Brilliant film. Not going to lie. I'm going to give it a solid nine out of 10 because I thought the acting was great. Writing, fantastic. Really well shot. And like, I want to go see it again. I enjoyed it that much. Yeah, I would totally agree, to be honest. That movie is great. And I don't have any criticism for it at all. So I would also highly recommend, having said that, I do have my own choice. Anyone who has been in my company over the last like two weeks has is knowing, is like aware of the fact that I am totally obsessed with the new Tanasha album. Like, I mean obsessed. It's like, other than, okay, maybe this week I've kind of started to stop listening to it because I am getting more festive and the Christmas songs are really coming into my like daily listening. But up until then, it was literally the album that I just was playing. It is incredible. Everything about it is great. Visually, the artwork amazing. She's releasing little mini videos for each song. Um, it's easily the top 10 albums of the year. She has a song on it called No Better, which I forced Laura to listen to. And that is easily top five songs of the year for me. And I could honestly, I don't want to spend too long talking about it because I don't think I can. It's incredible. And she's deserving of all the success after everything that's happened with the label. She's indie now. She's doing her own thing. And the woman is so talented and so multifaceted that she deserves you guys to listen to her. And so please go do that. And if you have to pick one song to listen to, I would say no better because like I said, it's it's utterly heartbreaking, but also totally spellbinding. But if you're a bit more fan of it, like a bop, Perfect Crime is also incredible. Saber for Us, also incredible. And then I would say Hopscotch. Three great songs that will like really fall in well in any playlist 
So please, please give Tanache some coin and listen to the album. I have to say, guys, I was with Alex earlier this week and he played Tanache for me. And usually I'm a bit sceptical when people, especially like, you know, when someone plays something for you and like you're in their company and you're like, oh my God, if I don't like this, it's going to be like, ugh. And nope, I was so pleasantly surprised. Really, really, really enjoyed her because seriously when Alex says that like anyone who's been in his company for the past two weeks knows who Tanache is it's because Alex keeps posting about Tanache and there's no problem with that but I just kept forgetting to listen and he kept being like listen to her sending me the link everything Alex was present I was not I was like oh yeah of course and then I'd forget and god was she worth the wait in terms of me then listening to her after all the time brilliant brilliant vocals really really nice music like yeah I think that was a very good recommendation Alex I would also agree, you know, it was my recommendation. And yeah, I mean, like, look, I don't want to get involved in this kind of like recency bias in that like, oh, it's album of the year, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's an incredible album. So go listen to it. Absolutely. So guys, let's just, you know, let's list off our socials again for any of y'all who do not remember or for anyone who is new. If you're new, hi, guys. However, we are at ITTO podcast on Twitter. Alex, would you like to list off your Twitter and Insta? Well, mine... Both of mine are both Alex J. Riley, Riley spelled R E I L L Y. Um, it's lit. Follow me, tweet me, do whatever you want. But um, please get involved. You know, we love hearing from you guys. Laura, let them know what yours is. Please, I love when Laura tells um, us. I'm not saying it aloud because, no, I refuse. Um, you will oh. find me on Twitter at L O R G A S M and on Instagram at L O R G A S M I C because I used to be the same as my Twitter handle, except I lost the email to that account and I can't get back into it. However, <laughs> that's where you will find me and feel free to follow. I I think I'm quite hilarious. And yeah. See, Alex even laughed there, not at me, but with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know where to find us anyway, guys. And yes, I'm not going to make a false promise and say that you will hear from us next week. You will hear from us when we have some good, juicy content for you. I think that's fair to say, isn't it, Al? I think it's fair to say. And let's just say that. Let's leave it let's like leave that. Let's leave it like that. And guys, have a wonderful December. You realistically will hear from us before December is through. But we're not going to make any promises. Laura, you've just gone and told us the thing that we said we weren't going to do. You guys, we're gonna if we if you hear us from in December, great. If not, you can all blame Laura because it's not. It, I'm not. I'm. We we're not having this. We were like, look, we're not making any promises, but we'll see you. And then he went, so guys, we'll see you before. So I'm like, what? No, you guys, we love you guys. Listen to us. Post your things. Let everyone know that you're listening to us. Add us if you need us. And look, you'll hear from us when you hear from us. See you when we see you guys. See you when. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for reading the script, Laura.